0: You did okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, loved it. A, I think we probably talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did.
1: What am I, Scott? I'm not just watching Gotham all the time, Ash. <laughs> Poor Scott.
0: He does not show. He's watching oh, oh, Once Upon a Time in Gotham. And he's just
1: he... playing. He's just playing Windows Solitaire on his phone <laughs> and getting achievements and watching Gotham.
0: Minesweeper Pro. <laughs>
1: Minesweeper Pro. We, we love, love you Scott. We love you, Scott. <laughs> Welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is uh, episode number 308, and I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Ash. And uh, we're doing another Scottless chat for the moment. Maybe he'll jump in. We are recording a little late here, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: How's it going, man? Good, man. I saw you in person yet again uh, last last week. I know. It's kind of crazy. It's uh it it's always fun, you know. And I'm I'm super stoked that we're gonna get to uh go to PAX. We just got our yeah. stuff booked.
1: Got stuff booked today because they surprise announced everything was uh was on sale, so we'll see it. PAX South. No just kidding. We're gonna PAX West. <laughs> Sorry, PAX, PAX, PAX South. Happening.
0: Yeah, it's still a thing. It's still a thing.
1: They wrote me about um tabletop too, which I don't think Melissa and I can do this year, but I would recommend if you didn't go last year and you were thinking about it, um, Philadelphia was great. It was cool. It was a huge tabletop area stuff. And I think that's already up for sale right now. So
0: I would definitely like to do that one year. Yeah. Um, probably not this year because this year's already kind of crazy, but maybe yeah. next year. Maybe next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same as like March in Boston, you know, November in Philly is, could go either way weather wise. But, uh, but it was cool last year. Yeah. Just tons and tons and tons of tabletop everything. So
0: very cool. Um, this week on the show, I'm going to do Scott's part. We are going to be talking, uh, about E3 speculation. So none of us from the show are going to E3 this year, but, uh, everybody else is. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the things that they is are big this year. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's, I think it's like last year I almost went and then, uh, stuff kind of fell through, but it, it looked like it was gonna be exciting, but this year looks like it's going to be fantastic. So there's a lot of uh, stuff that we're going to speculate about and a lot of rumors we're going to kind of address about E3. Uh, we're also going to review Deadpool 2. Um, maybe do a spoiler-free kind of quick impressions of Solo. And um, Matt's going to talk about the Switch, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Marvel Strike Force, which I play every night before bed.
1: Oh, I've been playing it, too. I can also talk with Sweet. you. Sweet. That'll thought be fun. thought that's why you put it on there.
0: I, I forgot you were playing. Now I'm double doubly excited. <laughs> all right,
1: well, uh, let's just jump into the news.
0: Let's do it. Let's jump into the news. So, uh, like we said, E3 is right around the corner. We're not going, but there's all sorts of fun stuff going on. The first big bit of news, um, I don't, Bethesda is so, their marketing is so tricky and so yeah. cool. Um. So, one of the things that they did is they had a live stream, and uh, <laughs> I, I hopped on, and the live stream was a, just a 12-hour live stream. A, yeah, it was fantastic. It was just a bob, a bobblehead <laughs> And a TV in the background, uh, one of the Vault Boy bobbleheads, and I tuned in the last like five minutes. But I guess some people had been in there like the entire time, waiting yeah. for something to happen, and nothing happened until the the very last minute. But what what ended up happening was a trailer for Fallout 76, which yeah. is uh, they didn't say what the game was about, but we have learned since then. Well, there's I guess rumors and speculation that Fallout 76 is a survival game similar to a game like Rust, um,
1: where you have I never to kind played of, Rust.
0: Well, it's it's another one of those um you know gather resources, build, yeah. improve yourself. Yeah. I love those those kind of games, and if this game, Fallout 76, has a multiplayer component, and like the three of us can get on and like go out and forage and like build up our own little vault. I think it's going to be really really fantastic. Um, bringing the fallout franchise to the multiplayer space is just, I I can't even fathom how exciting that would be because these games are all about exploration and, and, you know, and building over time um, as well as the, you know, the single player narrative experience, but having fun with your friends and building a base and, and kind of just hanging out in the wasteland, I think could just be so much fun. So I'm curious what exactly fallout 76 is going to be. Um, but yeah, they're playing.
1: playing uh, the trailer had country music in it. Everybody's assuming it's going to be in the south. Well, right? there's
0: a there's a bit of lore that I kind of stumbled across uh, with the seventy six. Apparently, Vault seventy six was one of the first vaults that opened. So mm-hmm. um, in the timeline, I want to say Fallout three and four were like a, a couple hundred years after the bombs dropped. But apparently, yeah. Vault seventy six opened um somewhere around three decades after the the bombs dropped oh wow so everything is going to be kind of still on fire which is super exciting um but uh i I don't know if that's 100 percent true but this is kind of something i i stumbled across so um yeah really really cool stuff and you know i i did not think we were going to be getting another fallout game uh Mm -hmm. so it's it's great that we are they're so much fun and uh yeah i love them
1: i agree with you
0: so there's more rumors and speculation. <laughs> oh a, there's, no. There's a lot of these. So I'm just going to kind of ramble through them. But, uh, Borderlands three has apparently been in the works for a while, but they haven't not...
1: finished Borderlands two. Yeah. I, mean... I couldn't solo it. It was really hard to solo. You basically kind of had, especially as the sniper, you kind of had to, or the, was he a sniper? Yeah, he was, was a like sniper a me- was yeah,
0: like... zero was like a melee yeah. sniper guy. Yeah.
1: Um, you kind of like couldn't he was like too soft and it was it, or i wasn't good enough i guess uh, well that, well that was a very,
0: that's a very hard character to play by yourself just the way that yep. his ultimate worked um mm-hmm. it was not an easy character to kind of cruise through the game with by any means yeah uh, but yes borderlands 2 to me it's still probably one of my top 10 games of all time just because i have so many fond memories i I played through the entire campaign with my wife and with a group of friends. And like, I played a bunch with you guys and I would just jump. Everyone was playing it at the same time on 360. that, that I'm even like acquaintances with. We'd all just jump into each other's games and throw guns at each other and like run away. It was just, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was so much fun. So I've been dying for a borderlands three. Uh, but the latest rumors that I've heard about borderlands three are saying that it's probably actually not going to be at E3 that they might be announcing a, a game of the year edition or an ultimate edition of borderlands two, which is something that great. Sure. Uh, but at the same right. time, I think everybody's really wanting borderlands three, especially, um, you know, especially since we've been waiting for so long. So I, I'm hoping that this becomes a reality. I would love to play it. Yeah. I think the landscape has changed a lot though, too. I think um, hero shooters, I think borderlands two, and Borderlands kind of set the stage for what could be done with a, a character in a first person shooter in terms of their super abilities. Right. Uh, because really, I mean, in Borderlands too, they could do these fantastical things that you weren't really able to do in a lot of first person shooters before. And then games like Battleborn and, and Overwatch kind of took over from there and, and really expanded the, you know, the the ultimate abilities of these characters to make them really but fun for. I mean, that's
1: expanding gameplay. Borderlands still had a great, co-op slash solo story mode, you know, like there was so much to that as a single player game that I really hope they don't, every game doesn't start chasing these golden gooses that exist out there.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I i do not know. I'm, I'm reluctant to believe that it's a reality, but I really do hope it is a reality. So I guess we'll, we'll be yeah. seeing in a couple weeks, Hopefully. but that I would be incredibly excited to see a, a borderlands, um, a new borderlands. Yeah. Uh, another title that is apparently got leaked in the, there was a big Walmart leak a while ago, apparently somewhere up in Canada, they released a, a bunch of SKUs for games that were coming out next year, which happens from time to time. Nobody knows with a hundred percent certainty if, if this is real or not, but uh, on that list was a gears of war four, which I'm, leaning towards absolutely (laughs) Microsoft kind of needs a title like this next year to, to make some money. So
1: am I not didn't gears of war four already come out? (laughs) Do you mean five? Oh,
0: probably five. Yeah. You're, right. you're <laughs> five. a hundred percent correct. And I played through gears of war four. Yeah. 5. I
1: was like, didn't we play gears of war four together? <laughs> yeah, it
0: was good. But gears of war five is what I'm assuming this leak was all about. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Walmart leaks two year old game.
0: That would be, that would be definitely something Walmart would do. Yeah. Uh, so new, new gears of war from coalition I think is, is happening.
1: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, I would not. But This see... is just
1: going to be like an, an announcement for 2019, right? Like you think they're going to announce a game that's coming out this year
0: Um, or the next
1: year? I think yeah, no, I think year. it'll that's be not...
0: next. I don't think it'll be something for next fall. I think yeah. this, this fall is already getting kind of crowded and it's rapidly yeah. approaching. So I think it'll be it'll be next year. Um, yeah. My, my prediction uh, is that Cliffy B is going to rejoin the Gears of War team.
1: He's just bored. (laughs) I don't know if he's bored, but he's been kind of... He's like, I'm done rolling around in my piles of money. I guess I'll go work on another Gears of War.
0: (laughs) I mean, part of me thinks he's completely and utterly done with that franchise. And part of me thinks that would almost be the next logical step after trying something, trying to kind of have your own studio and having it fail, kind of going back to something that you're more comfortable with um that you helped create uh but i don't i don't know i don't know if that's something he would do i don't know if ego would prevent him from doing that i i just i don't know i i just kind of i think it might happen yeah just a hunch i I mean
1: i sure yeah i don't know it could be great it could be great i'm not gonna argue you could be could be great you could come back and remake gears of war 4
0: (laughs) the the remake (laughs) The remake with more monster energy drink or <laughs> or whatever that game was. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other leak that, that has since been confirmed, there was a, a leak of, uh I guess, promotional material for the new Assassin's Creed. I forget the title. We were actually talking about this in our Slack channel today. And I yeah. completely and utterly forgot the name of this already because all of the assassins, there's been a million of them by now. And they're all, it's like origins, legends like
1: <laughs> it was so, i can thank you i can tell you <clears throat> it was hold on we talked about houses yeah we had a lot of talk today it was a lot of, we it was an active slack day
0: it, it was rainy here <clears throat> in florida so
1: yeah, it's been rainy up here too it was Odyssey. 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 Oh, well, that's interesting. So
0: this is apparently Assassin's Creed set in ancient Greece, and we had a conversation about if this is a sequel, how can it be a sequel? Because Scott's the only one who fully understands the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Well, the last one was in you He's know... like, it's
1: easy, Ash. Blah, blah blah blah. Just starts rattling off yeah, the, the like... giant world of Assassin's Creed.
0: Absolutely. So apparently in Assassin's Creed Origins, that is when the brotherhood is formed but that apparently takes place 300 years roughly give or take after the fall of ancient greece so my question was well how can there be an assassin's creed in ancient greece if there's no assassin's creed gang right <laughs> so i'm sure they have a, a reason but i think that's it's a fantastic Just a guy
1: named bob yeah yeah He's my name around killing people
0: mr creed Um, (laughs) but i think you know it's a great period in history there's a lot going on with the persians there's a lot going on with you know the the spartans and the athenians and it's just a really interesting period in history that would be fun to run around in uh you you run into some architectural problems like the cities were big but they weren't by any means you know like rome uh so Mm -hmm. so it would be interesting to see you know what exactly they're going to do with this. But I think the last game was just so fantastic. I never beat it because it was so dense, but it was it was unbelievably polished and, and fun. So I'm glad that there is another Assassin's Creed coming. This is a, a rumor and speculation that has since been confirmed. So uh, we're definitely getting it, and it's probably sometime next year.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see what it is. Because there were no uh, Knights Templar at that point too, right? Like there was no...
0: No, they were, I think, much church. later of any yes. sort yeah
1: no jesus no jesus yet guys <laughs> no jesus <laughs> he's not around yet let's talk about these next two this is all i want to talk about this I know. whole list I, know.
0: I saw i saw this and <laughs> these are like oh these are the two that matt's really gonna be stoked for
1: uh new forza horizon yeah i didn't read anything about this so you have to tell me sir Whatever you saw.
0: So I saw a thing that said that this might be a re-release or oh, a release oh. with tons of polish, and then I oh. saw something that said it can't be a brand new Forza Horizon. It's pr- this is another one of the Walmart leaks, by the way. It's probably ah. not a Horizon game. It's the next like numbered Forza in the series, which I don't know the number. Of, like but six that doesn't or something.
1: make. S- I think it was seven was the last one. Oh, okay, but, I- <clears throat> but that doesn't make any sense because that's what came out last. Usually they alternate from what i understand
0: right well that'd be weird there's also some weird and people that really know about this series are going to probably smack me but the the main Mm -hmm. team that worked on horizon is actually the team that's now working on the new fable game according to this series of rumors and speculation so that's kind of crazy that that the forza team is actually working on on fable four um which that game was just so beautiful and polished, but it is very specific. So having them working on an RPG is kind of odd, but also really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that could be very good, but man, I hope it'd be great to get another horizon that that game is so just fun. And, uh, I like games like that. (laughs) I like fun games. (laughs) Why can't I just have fun games? Ash? Why does everything gotta be so difficult? Uh, No, I don't think there's so, anything I mean, wrong with that, though, man. I Like, I look at the games that
0: you finish to completion, and yeah. they are typically just very, like, we always talk about the core gameplay loop, and their game, those games that you play a lot are the games that are just legitimately fun. Like, there's yeah. very little frustration involved with the experience, which... You're either, they're called-
1: like, slashing up orcs, or flying around Gotham, or driving around Australia, or... <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, that's why it baffles me when Scott's like, I 100 percented like, candy maker 7,000. I'm like, how did you subject yourself to making candy for that many hours? And then <laughs> 100%ing those incredibly difficult challenges. I mean, it's just how we're all wired differently. I mean, that oh, you know, yeah, Scott's yeah. the completionist. I played the same game. Since,
1: he's been like that since, uh, what was it, Crash Bandicoot back in the day? Or yeah, like, uh, whatever. Yeah. I remember all these cr- like coin collecting games and stuff where it was, you know, find all these things in a level he that's like, that's built for him is to go get these weird abstract achievements that are like backflip seven times while falling down a pit and landing on a trampoline. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And he like goes and does it. And I look at that achievement. I'm like, there is no fucking way. (laughs) I'm even going to attempt it. I don't care. And I move on with life. So Uh, yeah, you are correct. It's just different wiring. That's that's the way
0: we are. Um, and the next one on the list is the one I think <sighs> you and I might be the most excited about. Oh, man, I,
1: I I'm jonesing for this. I actually just uh found the original uh RPG like PDFs of this game. Uh, so this is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is going to be coming out from Project uh, CD Red. Did I get that name right?
0: Close. It was CD, CD Project. Project Red. CD Project Red. Project. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it's like. Uh, we haven't seen much of this, but oh my no. gosh, like these guys, what they're capable of doing is just, it's unbelievable. So I'm very excited to see what this is going to be.
1: I mean, the fact that they basically just like went underground for four years and have <laughs> been working on this game makes me feel like we're going to get a crazy, probably the most in-depth sci-fi RPG on a console or on a game, you know, a digital game, I guess that has probably ever existed. This is probably going to be, just bonkers, like just bonkers RPG mm-hmm. sci-fi setting. So right. yeah, I'm excited. I'm, right. I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, I I, I was not a, a massive, massive fan of Witcher 1 and Witcher 2, but Witcher 3 uh, was just an insanely wonderful experience. And they did yeah. something with side quests that I never thought I would see in an RPG. They made everyone different and everyone meaningful and everyone mm-hmm. exciting and some of the stories in those side quests in Witcher 3 were just so deep and so fantastic that I really, you know, I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with cyberpunk. And also, yeah. like, I, and I talked about this on the podcast years ago, but the ending of Witcher 3 is one of the most satisfying and insane, like, Hollywood blockbuster, like, six-hour wild ride of an ending (laughs) you know from like a 200 plus hour game but this the the ending alone was just uh, you know off the chain so i'm really curious i think these guys um you know like i said earlier can do fantastic things and i know their team was ramping up a lot i saw a lot of them hiring and 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 growing to make this next game so it's it's going to be very interesting um do not know what i'm ready to
1: hack some mainframes man Um,
0: i'm so ready we don't know for sure if Cyberpunk is actually going to be at E3, but we know CD yeah. Projekt Red is going to be there. So I'm assuming so they're either
1: announcing an expansion of The Witcher card game, or we're going to finally get some Cyberpunk stuff on the <laughs> on the stage from them. So yeah, you might just get some Gwent. Uh, <laughs> Gwent <laughs> it's fine. Gwent? I know everybody's got their thing. And I'm glad people like that stuff, but I want to. I want Cyberpunk 2077. They like dropped that. Like a mic drop. What was it? was it three years ago, two years ago. How, How long was ago it? was it? I don't
0: even remember. It was ages ago.
1: They were just like, boom, there you go. We're doing cyberpunk 2077. And you and I both were like, holy shit. Cause it's this weird, I never played it as a kid or anything, but it's this weird eighties sci-fi, um, you know, tabletop RPG. And I was like, holy crap. That's so amazing. No one's really, really done something like this. So I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. It's very cool. It's unique. And like, kind of noir-esque and, and yeah. it's just such a cool take on on technology and 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 that's why you need to you absolutely need to did you watch altered carbon yeah oh, you did okay okay sorry yeah, loved My, it.
1: i think we probably talked about it on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did what am i scott i'm not just watching gotham all the time uh, ash <laughs> poor scott He has a show. he's watching
0: oh, oh once upon a time in gotham and he's just
1: he... playing He's just playing Windows Solitaire on his phone <laughs> and getting achievements and watching Gotham.
0: Minesweeper Pro.
1: <laughs> Minesweeper Pro. We, we love, love you, Scott. We love you,
0: Scott. <laughs> Hopefully he edits this one and curses at us the whole time. <laughs> hey, I did the
1: last one so that he wouldn't get to. There you go. Um,
0: we'll see. But yeah, so, I don't know, exciting stuff. Would love to see what this is going to be. Uh, we briefly yeah. talked about the Fable 4 from Playground Games. Uh, I never really played the Fable games. I played
1: one and two, and then I don't think I played anything after that, because there was like Fable, well, there was Fable 3, right? I don't think I played that. And then there was a Fable, there was like some other Fable game that didn't have a number on it, right?
0: Yes, there was the one that got canceled, which was like a multiplayer uh, adventure game.
1: Oh no! You know I did play three. Jesus! It was 360. Yeah, I played Fable. I played all of them. They were great. I mean, I loved them. They were they were not, you know, they were never the crazy things that uh, was it Peter Molyneux mm-hmm. said they would be. They were always like really light, fun RPG affairs that were that were enjoyable to play. But um, but I did enjoy them. They were they were usually pretty good. Systems were like pretty tight. Everything worked pretty well. You know, usually was was decent.
0: I think the the original dropped during my World of Warcraft years, so I never got pulled oh, yeah. into that. Um, yeah. yeah, I missed a lot of RPGs from like 2004 to 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, so this has been in the works for a while, but Crystal Dynamics, uh, who of course uh, worked on the Tomb Raider games, Tomb Raider games rather, is working on an Avengers title, and we have seen nothing but a splashy cinematic for this uh with you know Thor's hammer and Cap's shield laying on the ground and some sort of chaos going on yeah uh I think it's a perfect time for an Avengers game I don't think we've ever gotten a really good uh Avengers game (laughs) there was an Avengers Um, arcade game in the 90s there was one one?
1: there was one we played when you were getting married that was it was okay it wasn't bad what was that called oh
0: what do we play
1: or maybe it was like just a Marvel game, but it was essentially the Avengers. It was like Marvel. What was that, man?
0: Oh, oh I remember now. My gosh, that was so much fun. It was. uh I'm no, totally blanking. But it was the the same guys that made the old X Men: Children of the Atom game. It was like a, yes. a, a like a top down, adventury type situation, right? Like a th- yeah, no, it's like a three quarter isometric, three quarter down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that yeah, yeah. was fun. I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, I can't but. Either.
1: I'm going to try and look for it while we're talking.
0: Yeah, please do. Because it was fun. I played the heck it out was. of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. But this, c- this could be cool. I mean, such a great studio. I'm totally cool with Crystal Dynamics doing something.
0: It is a great studio. I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that we're actually going to see, you know, this year. I'm assuming it'll, it'll probably, Marvel runs a pretty tight ship when it comes to releasing things along with their, like, movies along with their game titles like for instance taking um this game uh freaking what am i playing uh Mar- marvel strike force my apologies so marvel strike i force. found it When you want to know yes what's it called
1: it was marvel ultimate alliance i uh, believe
0: ultimate alliance thank you very much hopefully yeah the people listening are screaming because they remembered it before we did <laughs> But yeah, so Marvel anyway, Strike sorry. Force, as the movies are releasing, they're doing in-game events, and it's across like a number of Marvel titles and Marvel mobile titles. So like the Lego Marvel game would have like an Infinity War tie-in, a Cloak and Dagger tie-in, and, and it's gonna be like that for all of Marvel stuff now that they're sort of running their game studio in the similar fashion that they're running their their a cinematic universe. So yeah, I'm assuming we'll see. This release around the same time as the next Infinity War film, uh, mm. to kind of capitalize on that hype. It's just a kind of a huge estimation, but I think that's probably what they'll do. Uh, which I'm fine with. I'm fine waiting until next May and and getting yeah. a, a really rad Avengers game.
1: Uh, <sighs> I just don't. Think- but I'm also so- I'm also sort of okay with it being divorced from the movies. You know, like that's fine too. If it can just be. A standalone like this upcoming spider-man game looks like it is its own beast you know
0: yeah yeah i my gosh i'm so excited for that
1: spider-man game i ain't never gonna play it i got uh, no ps3 or four what are they on now seven what day is it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're totally like double grandpaing this episode like, what? <laughs> what's the name of huh? that studio again I think we actually played Ultimate
1: Alliance 2, actually. I think we
0: did Ultimate Alliance 2, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So anyway, possibly (laughs) seeing an Avengers title from Crystal Dynamics looks good. Uh, Respawn is apparently going to show clips of their new Star Wars game, which I know some people from Bioware went to work at Respawn.
1: Yeah, I I have questions about this game. Is this one of the canceled games and then they moved it to Respawn?
0: I do or not is this know. a
1: brand new game.
0: I believe it's a brand new game. I believe huh. it's an entirely new game. I don't think the um the adventure game that was being worked on through EA, I don't think that exists in any capacity anymore. But I'm yeah. I'm guessing they probably took some of the assets from that and some of the, the work that had been done and kind of just, you know, reused it. <laughs> yeah. For lack of yeah. a better term. So, um I'm curious what this is. I think you know, I, I loved the Titanfall games a whole lot and Respawn does shooters so well. So I'm assuming this is going to be a shooter of some sort uh, set in the Star Wars universe. I could be completely wrong. Like they could they could be letting Respawn do something brand new and unique, but their pedigree is, you know, FPS games. So, you know, why reinvent the wheel? I don't think it's going to be like a kart racer or something.
1: Right, right.
0: So that would be weird.
1: <laughs> that would definitely be weird. One day we're going to be right with that prediction, though. <laughs> yeah, the Mass Effect kart racing, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> or wonderful. Or just any, any brand that we say, like, you know, I don't think it'll be a kart racing game, but maybe it is. And then, like, one day they're going to be like, oh, it's a kart racing game. <laughs> we're going to be like, yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I probably won't even play it after all that rumor <laughs> years of guessing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited to see what Respawn brings. I hope you know. Hope we get something new and exciting from those guys, especially with some some Bioware folks there, kind of adding yeah. a little bit to that, you know, extra layer of deliciousness. Yeah. Uh, the last one is a big rumor. I don't know if there's any reality to it, but uh, Bethesda, you know, for a while has been doing Elder Scrolls and Fallout. But there's this rumor that they're going to be bringing a brand new IP, an entirely brand new IP, to E3, and this is a game called Starfield, which is sort of Bethesda's take on deep space and exploration and sci-fi. If this is the case, and we're getting a space RPG from Bethesda, I will crap my pants because you know it's going to be completely insane. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know what's
1: crazy? You want to know a crazy thing? There's essentially only two fantasy games on this list. Like everything else is sci-fi or, you know, car racing, but like, or comic books, but like Borderlands, Gears of War, Cyberpunk, uh, Star Wars and Starfield are all sci-fi narratives. Interesting. The only fantasy one you've got here is Fable 4. And now I know there's going to be more fantasy probably announced. This isn't every game that's going to get announced at E3 or anything, but like, Usually, you know, I mean, in the past four or five years, we've been pretty dominated by fantasy stuff. So this is this is interesting. I'm wondering if the the tides, they are changing or something.
0: Yeah, just uh, You know, there's always numbers and statistics attached to trends like this. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll definitely see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of survival games this year.
1: Yeah, uh, for yeah.
0: sure. But it, it, I'm curious if a, a, a lot of the sort of fantasy RPGs in in the past few years underperformed compared to, you know, space games, I would venture to say probably, or is it just
1: too much, you know, like, or, or did they just, they do what everything does, movies, TV, everything, like everybody chases after a thing. And then everybody goes like, Oh yeah, I'm not really super interested in that anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I watched that for a while. I don't feel like watching that anymore. And then everybody's like, Oh, okay. And then they like start going after the new thing. But, uh, I hope this would be, I'm totally cool with it changing for a little bit. Hopefully I don't flood the field with, crappy ones but maybe maybe a bunch of good stuff you know
0: yeah absolutely maybe
1: it's maybe that's what um uh, even though it didn't kill at the at the uh in sales uh maybe that's what oh jesus i just forgot the playstation exclusive or pc pc playstation now uh sci-fi exploration game that was all all in the up and up like two years ago at e3 and then it came out kind of didn't do anything. I can't, studio.
0: I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I new, know exactly where to Uh <laughs>
1: Scott, we're, doing, we're killing got, it today. Scott,
0: you gotta edit this to make us seem like we know what No way.
1: About. Leave it, leave it. <laughs> Everybody gets to know how dumb we are at night. Uh it's late. I'm tired. It's a it's a space you fly around in a spaceship. Everybody knows what we're talking about right now.
0: A yellow font. It and does. Spaceship looks like a yellow spaceship.
1: No man's sky. <laughs> Thank you. That was what I was thinking of. <laughs> what were you thinking of? I was thinking
0: uh perfect, perfect land. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: why. Yeah, no man's sky was. No what man's sky. That, you know, that game was so hyped, you know, a couple years ago and then came out, didn't do super well, but maybe everybody started thinking, like, oh, we need to jump on space sci-fi. Who knows what it is? I'm just I'm absolutely throwing wild guesses out there but i'm happy it's happening either way uh it would be awesome if bethesda gets into this with a giant epic space rpg that would be that would be killer that on top of like cyberpunk and and if there's a new horizon like man i'm gonna i'm gonna open world myself to death
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be great i can't wait just gotta get get some of that time stuff that we don't have much of
1: This is Sissy Jones, and you're listening to the Rated NA podcast.
0: All right, we are back, and we're going to talk a little bit about Deadpool 2, which
1: I what? snuck off and saw at the movie theater. I um, didn't sneak. I went there with purpose. What? It was actually my whole team at work. We all, it started like with a small group, and then we we're like, oh, we should invite this person or this person. And then we ended up inviting. Basically, the entire team, and I bought 16 tickets and went. So there were 16 of us that went to Alamo together to see Deadpool 2.
0: That's exciting. That's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Um. I'll start off by talking about the things that I loved. Uh, Is this spoilery? Or are we going to spoil yeah, it? Yeah, let's, let's spoiler it. Let's do a little okay. spoiler warning here and just say, hey, we're going to spoil Deadpool 2. Because I don't feel like there's a – I mean <laughs> –
1: there's like one big spoil thing that we, we could feasibly talk around if we need to, but everything else we can probably talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two, including the ending, but the very, very ending. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. So uh,
0: things that I loved, uh, I loved Deadpool's dynamic with Cable. I thought that was that was really fantastic. I thought Josh Brolin did a fantastic job as Cable. Okay. He was perfect Cable, and I actually did forget that he was Thanos uh, while I was watching him as Cable. I didn't Until I didn't they
1: called confirmed. him Thanos.
0: Yes, until that. Uh, I loved, uh, I think a lot of the gags in it, a lot of the jokes were really spot on, and I laughed yeah. out loud in the theater probably more than I did in the first film. Yeah. Uh, especially with the baby legs joke. Uh, yeah. That joke was unbelievable. That's like right up your alley.
1: That oh, is it is. like game uh, yeah dead square on at you
0: oh yeah a human with baby-sized legs is is a joke catered exactly for me (laughs) um so that was that was great the humor was wonderful uh i think that the dynamic also between him and everybody else domino and um and the rest of the team for the brief time that they're around i thought was was really really good yeah. And, you know, I thought that there was a lot of heart in this film that I really wasn't expecting. And I know some people had issues with uh, the tone. They, they couldn't figure out, like, what it was trying to do because it, it was kind of serious uh, right. at points. And then yeah. it went to, you know, utter ridiculousness with him having baby <laughs> legs yeah. and stuff. So I think people were kind of confused by that. But I kind of actually appreciated that. I, I like that he was, like, a really good guy. <laughs> You know, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, he kills people, but yeah. he, he, you know, his purpose was always to do the right thing sort of by any means necessary, which I, I appreciated. So what about you? What, yeah. What stuff you uh, love?
1: I would agree. I think he broke the, broke, broke the fourth wall was what I was trying to say. There broke the fourth wall a lot more in this movie than he did in the first one. And, uh, like in better ways than just turning and talking to the camera, which is sort of what the first one had a lot of. And it was good, but this one was more dynamic feeling and and funnier. And like the jokes were way more um, adventurous in the way that they both were told and like the subject of them, which I really loved. So not just the baby leg stuff, but there were so many just like, he would toss so many quick one-liners out there, like the Thanos joke that you either caught or you didn't. And then would just like keep moving. Um, I thought that was all done really well. So I thought it was written really fun. I had a really good time. I definitely laughed more at this one than I think I did the first one. Um, I didn't have a super problem with the tone either. I thought that was fine. I thought Beats as Domino was amazing. She's in Atlanta also, which is another show everyone, <coughs> Scott, should watch. And then um, I think the uh, the overall kind of like arc of the film was fun. Like, I thought they just did a good job of making a fun encapsulated film, which is what the first one succeeded so well at. I was really happy to see that they didn't expand this one into, like, oh, well, now we have to create the Deadpool universe. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it didn't feel like they were, like, oh, we're hamstrung by the fact that there's going to have to be a Deadpool 3, 4, and 5, and an X-Force 1, 2, and 3, and, like... It didn't feel like that. It just felt like they were like, "We're gonna make another Deadpool movie, and it's either gonna succeed or not, and we're gonna move on with life." You know, right? So but at I the thought same that time, really I cool. think
0: they did a, a good job of giving a lot of the supporting characters something to do. Um, more <laughs> some more than yeah. others. And I, I heard there were reshoots for Cable and for Domino to add additional scenes, which I'm glad that they did. Yeah, because those characters were great, and Zazie Beats' as Domino was just. Really, like that's a character I never imagined. Like such a right. weird ass '90s character. Yes, I never thought I would see on the screen in a million years. And she was better than I ever thought she would ever be on yeah. screen. So it was, uh, you know, all the jokes about
1: her, like where she was like, I don't know, I'm just lucky. And he was like, Luck's not a superpower. And she's like, well, I don't know. And like she keeps like moving on and doing stuff. And he's like, How are you even going to make big cinematic movements with luck? And then, like, all this stuff starts happening while he's, like, yelling about how luck isn't a real superpower while she's doing <laughs> it. And, like, all that stuff was done so well. It was, like, super fun. I also – love, I really, really loved Cable uh, and Josh Brolin as Cable. He's one of my, like, favorite 90s uh, characters. Like, I was a big X-Force fan, and I read a lot of Cable comics um, growing up. So – when I heard they cast Josh Brolin, I was actually kind of like, I think I even said on the show, I was like, oh, cool. Like, that could definitely work. Like, he's the right type, you know. And then uh, when I started seeing pictures of him, I was like, holy shit, he looks <laughs> looks exactly like Cable, which is crazy. But Yeah, uh, like 100% he, like Cable. He he put on some muscle, too, man. That guy, he's like 45, 50 years old, and he was throwing muscle on like it was nothing. But uh, I think he's 45. He's, he's over 40, I think. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, I thought that was all really great. I thought the um, some of the villain stuff was a little light. Uh, not that I didn't like the kid who played the sort of pseudo villain for some of it. Fire um, Fist. Yeah. Um, not that I disliked him or that I even disliked the school people or anything like that. It just was uh, not as... Um, straightforward i guess it seemed a little kind of nebulous which is maybe what people felt like with the tone that they were just kind of like oh i don't know you know
0: yeah there wasn't really a a big bad i mean look we, we can no. spoil we can spoil, i mean we like, can spoil surpri- it if you the want surpri- right? the surprise the yeah. surprise guy which i'll i kind of want to just because i need to talk about
1: it <laughs> okay so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and spoil this is you haven't been spoiled yet so if you listen to here. Just chancing it. We're, we're telling you now. This is the actual spoiler that we're gonna spoil. So here you go.
0: Here you go. So, Juggernaut's in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and it is the actual comic book version of the Juggernaut, which a
1: giant guy with a big helmet on.
0: Which made me so happy. Uh,
1: yeah. Now, Did it, you like the special effects?
0: No, I didn't love them. Um, <laughs> I didn't love them, and that's that's the one thing. Like, if I were to kind of you know say sad things about this movie um i feel like some of the effects felt rushed like when things started going crazy in the film yeah it looked like it looked like special effects right and yeah i don't know really a better way to describe it other than it looked messier than some of the other superhero films that i've seen
1: there were scenes with juggernaut where it was clearly he's not there like he's he's fully cg'd into that scene um it's bothering me less and less. I'm not, because, you know, Black Panther had issues. Deadpool 2 has had issues. There's other ones that are, are big CG fests that have had some issues with some of the scenes. It's not, I think what's funny to me is that if you go back and watch it, because I watched Black Panther recently again, like the stuff we have problem with is is the two Black Panthers fighting, which is, you know, an important part of the movie. Right. So So I get it. <laughs> but at the same time, they're fighting in a completely fake place <laughs> on a train that's carrying fake metal through like fake, you know, metal vibrating things that have mountains of that metal. Like none of that's real. It's all fake. But the thing we zone in on and that we are really like, we're like those two black Panthers don't look real, you know, whereas nothing was real in that scene. It was all completely right, fake. Right. And with this one, like I think it was, <clears throat> I don't think juggernaut looked great. And I think that, the fact that for large parts of his fights, he was really the only thing that was heavily CG'd in. But I will also say there might have been tons of CG in there, and I just was so focused on him not looking that great that I didn't realize the rest of it might have actually been good or or was passable or whatever. So it's a weird it's weird because I think you know we we've talked about it before in the podcast that the, that budgeting in these movies and special effects budgets have just exploded and things get lost sometimes or things budgets get pulled back. And I think we're starting to see it happen because you know a movie that costs 180 million dollars to make or whatever. I don't think this one costs that much, but um, you know a movie that costs uh, you know many many dollar signs into nine figures or whatever uh, is so expensive that like if you run out for CG or if the CG's 200 million dollars would have done it, then you know you just don't really have it. So it's crazy, but it's crazy to think about that. That's the negative on on such a giant movie like this, but. Uh, What did you think about the actual dead or juggernaut character?
0: I thought that he was uh, very similar to how he is in the comics, sort of like a, a a dumb uh, wrecking ball of a character. Uh, But I I felt like he, he was pretty accurate, at least how he was portrayed in, in early, the earlier comics. Like there was a, a time I think I want to say like, Right around Uncanny X-Men, maybe like 215 or something like that, where Juggernaut gets unleashed and it's just Dazzler that has to fight him. And it's like the scariest thing because he is like really just a force of nature that's pretty much as strong as the Hulk, you know, and what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? And I think it was at a weird time when like the rest of the X-Men were like all beaten up in comas and stuff. So it was like Dazzler. They were
1: on uh, what's the island that they would always get stuck on? Muir Island. Yeah. Muir Island. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like that was, like that was like every way. 12 issues was like, oh, they're stuck on Muir Island again. And I was like, <laughs> OK.
0: Yeah, they did a lot of team mix ups in that show, especially in the 90s. But um, yeah, so I thought that was great. And I love that, you know, he rips Deadpool in half. And it's just uh, yeah. in the fight with Colossus, it, I got the feeling that like these two characters have fought each other before and they have this history. And I don't know yeah. if I was like creating that myself because I knew those characters so well. But I, I definitely got that vibe from the film, which I thought was great. Um, I don't really know why, you know, he really teamed up with... Um, with fire fist really like yeah i mean just...
1: that's what i'm saying like some of it got a little like nebulous it just it felt a little lost
0: right but i thought you know i was super stoked that he was in it i had kind of heard rumblings without i hadn't gotten it spoiled yet but i i heard that you know he he may be in it so I was, so i had I...
1: heard that another villain shows up and i didn't know who and i'm going to tell you this because you're going to think it's funny uh possibly based on the fact that you also know um marvel characters but so when they were teasing all this stuff out and there was like a monster behind the door and i was like who is this guy and i wasn't thinking about juggernaut for whatever reason (laughs) the guy that i thought it might end up being and you're gonna laugh because this would have been such a weird like d level character to pull out i thought it was gonna be omega red
0: oh wow (laughs) <laughs> I, omega red i totally forgot about that character that's totally like a, a jim lee like weird ass
1: yeah <laughs>
0: he was like russian and like w- he white, was russian with, like lion think, hair and tentacle. and he had these like
1: tentacle arm things that he would do and he fought wolverine and he was in that universe of like wolverine deadpool colossus like a lot because he was just this big brute dude that could like kill everything around him and then he like, turned good for a little while, and I was like, man, that would – it almost – in my brain, I made it like fit perfectly. I was like, this weird character that no one's going to remember would fit perfectly in Deadpool because that's what Deadpool does, you know, like pulls in these weird characters that no one thinks about or knows about. Um, but then when Colossus came out, I was totally, totally okay with it, especially since it wasn't, uh, you know, a wrestler in a bad helmet who looked and talked like a not – the Colossus that I remembered from the comic books.
0: So. Yeah, that was that was a very sad time in cinematic history.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, the last thing I think we can spoil and maybe talk about briefly is the post-credit scene. Did you oh, stay yes. around and watch it? I
0: did. I did. I stuck around and watched the post-credit scene uh, where he kind of <laughs> retcons. <laughs>
1: Everything, everything
0: <laughs> retcons everything, and uh,
1: he,
0: I guess, saves his
1: wife, and he he saves his wife. He kills the Deadpool from Wolverine <laughs> origins, right? <laughs> he he stops Ryan Reynolds from doing Green Lantern, <laughs> <laughs> which so I had heard that um, they were going to do a different Green Lantern joke in the movie, uh, and DC said no. Like DC was just like you're not doing that. You're not allowed to use the character. Really? And they said, "All right, yeah." And they said, "Fine." And then so they pulled it to the end credits, and um, they had two that they were gonna do about Green Lantern, and then one about killing Hitler. Oh boy! And they cut the killing Hitler one because <laughs> apparently whoever, whatever test audience saw it was like, "Oh, because I think he kills him as a kid or something." Oh jeez! Oh jeez! <laughs> so, like apparently that's out there like that sh- scene actually got shot and is like floating around out there somewhere the green lantern one i think what i heard the rumor was was that uh deadpool was gonna kill green lantern like in costume like ryan reynolds in costume is <laughs> green lantern and dc was like you're absolutely not doing that and they were like fine so they did the they did the movie one but i thought that was really fun um yeah it's so-, so good <laughs> such a such a good just dumb way to like clean up the timelines essentially which I thought was really funny. <clears throat> yeah,
0: it was I mean so when it's all said and done it, this is really I mean the whole film was to set up the the upcoming X-Force film yeah. which is already being written and
1: it didn't feel like that. You know what I mean? Like I guess that's what I was saying earlier is that I knew X-Force was coming. I knew they were doing this, but it did not feel other than the end where you know like Cable domino and deadpool are all like kind of hanging out together it did not feel like oh this this movie this movie's sole purpose is to build this universe as opposed to like dc's like you know batman versus superman which was the most utterly pointless movie in the world other than to say like we're doing the justice league you know like which also was terrible so it's like it just didn't feel that vapid it felt like oh no we're gonna do another deadpool movie and like cool we're also doing x-force you know
0: Right, right. I I'm curious if the tone of X Force is going to be, um, since it's not a Deadpool film, if it's going to be about breaking the fourth wall and be very comedic, or if it's going to be more of a straightforward kind of action film. So,
1: well, I, I mean, if it's if it's off the Remender ones, which is kind of the t- well, that's not really because they got Cable, but uh, who knows? It, depending, it feels like it's going to be the Remender ones the way they dealt with it because it had Deadpool in X Force for Remender, and I don't remember if. Jim Lee never had Deadpool, I think, in X Force. And uh I don't remember who else would have had him. Or L- Liefeld. Did Lyfield do X Force for a while? He did, right? Uh
0: yes. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, because he did Shatterstar and everything. Um Yeah, I don't think I don't know that Deadpool was in those early ones, but everybody just kind of ignores him. Like he, he would still be doing a Deadpool movie and everybody else is just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, and keep, it's like, you know how we talk to you on the podcast. Like, it's like that. Yeah, like yeah, we just keep yeah. moving past the things that come out of you <laughs> to do the you, job. You got it. You got to do it. But, uh, it's sort of
0: like the Zach Morris timeout. He's the only one who sees the timeout. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Essentially. Um, uh, side, side thoughts really quick. Loved, the running gag of him saying hi to Yukio every time she says hi to, or bye to him. Uh, and she, he says, bye, no matter what's going on in the, in the situation that can be, he can be getting like shot 10 times. He's like, bye, Yukio. Like it waves <laughs> or like does the weird two handed wave over his head or whatever he was doing. It was always great. I very uh, much liked that too. Uh, I liked that <laughs> gag. And then, um, I also really loved the X-Force team up in this and I won't even ruin that. And I also loved the, uh, X-Men, uh cameo so oh yeah that was really good those too. were all my random thoughts about about seeing it although the timeline of who and i'm sure they did it on purpose but the timeline of which x-men showed up was funny because <laughs> it was not the timeline that would be current unless you know what i mean it, it makes it, no it, sense whatsoever
0: sense. but they i don't think they know how to fix that right now they have no idea what <laughs> like how it's to pathetic. actually fix their own timeline
1: I'm going to laugh if like X-Force comes out and just does gangbusters. And then now they've got like the X property that no one ever thought would be worth anything. (laughs) is like just raking in cash. And X-Men is having like problem after problem with every movie they try to make.
0: Uh, Well, I'm hoping for the best for that franchise. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Me too. So anyway, everyone go see Deadpool 2. It was super fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't try and take it seriously because it's not what it's for. But you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, we've been playing Marvel Strike Force, which is uh, yeah. developed by Fox Next, and uh, it is out currently for iOS and Android. I am playing on a uh, iPad Air most of the time. Are you playing on I'm your? I'm playing on on your, my, on your phone.
1: My Google Pixel phone.
0: Oh, cool. How's it? How's yeah. it working on that? Works fine.
1: It plays really well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, we talked about this a while ago before it came out. I think it was right when it was about to go, or it was in soft launch already in uh, Australia. So now it's actually out everywhere. Uh, You can download it and play it. It's free. It's super good. It's a turn-based strategy game uh, about collecting characters and leveling them up. And there's a a ton to do. I guess I'll start off with my qualms about the game is there's not a Mm -hmm. ton of heroes at this point. There are there's, not, no. There's not a ton of heroes. So they have a selection of the Avengers, probably, I don't know, eight to ten of the Avengers. Uh, and they have the whole Defenders team. So Luke Cage and uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all the Netflix uh, Defenders are here. They have a selection of bad guys. They have some hand, uh, hand guys, some Hydra. Yeah. Uh, a collection. Aim. Of sh- aim and Shield. So there's, I don't know, at this point, maybe... 50 to 60 characters? I'm is guessing. there that many?
1: I don't think there's that many. You
0: don't think there's that many. There might not be no. that many.
1: Cuz I think it's like 6 across and then like there's probably like 40 to 50. Maybe I maybe
0: 40-50. Yeah. Uh, so that's I think the, the biggest problem is there's not a ton and there's a handful that exist in the game like Star-Lord and Rocket that you really yep. can't get at this point. So they're right. you know, they're hidden, I guess probably for events and such. Uh but I will say this, if you're into this sort of, you know, build a team and, and you know, have these Final Fantasy uh, style fights or old Final Fantasy style fights, they do this so well. Like the actual combat mechanics are are beautiful to watch. Like you can watch Spider-Man like backflip over enemies and actually interact like the models interact with one another. So like Hulk will pick somebody up and slam them. Uh, it's really, really Fantastic to watch so even though you can speed the game up. I don't do it all that often I actually sit there and, and watch combat <laughs> unfold. all yeah. the time
1: Which is yeah, cool. I don't speed it up either. I, I think uh, I agree. It's a really nice looking game. I think the fights I think I'm gonna be your counterweight a little and mind you. I'm still playing it. I play it every day so this is not like not like a negative I think that uh Fights can be a little repetitive like sometimes i find myself just going like well yeah this is the one move or two moves that these guys are going to do and then you know their big move gets powered up and you're like okay i'll do that one now kind of thing you know like they can be strategic you can do stuff that's strategic but it's not always i don't know it's just not always part of it and sometimes you're fighting stuff that like you've powered up too much and you're just like kind of moving through fights and they your guys are definitely not going to die unless something goes real crazy you know um so there's a little bit of that. There's like some balancing stuff that I assume they'll work out as they're moving along with the game. Uh, and then I don't love how And I know this is the whole point and they're trying to get me to spend money and I'm sorry, Fox next, but uh, <laughs> I don't love how difficult it is to get a majority of the characters you care about. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, they they make you take your time. That is for sure.
1: And it's not even that like it's not even that like you have to grind To like get cable or something It's that It's that you have to like It's that you have to like Like Wolverine is essentially impossible To get unless you do your daily Challenges or whatever and you have to do Like all of them to even get Wolverine Shards or whatever You know what I mean? Yeah Or you're just chancing getting them in orbs Which is like the most random and pointless (laughs) Chance of getting stuff (laughs) You can do Yeah you'll get
0: nothing from orbs that's for sure
1: yeah. Unless you buy the big expensive ones, which are, you know, like I'm not spending a hundred dollars on the game, but, um, but it, that, I think those two things are really my only qualms with it. It Otherwise is like a fun game that I'll play before, like while I'm going to sleep or something that it's pretty easy to just like pull up and oh see like who I'm close to picking up or what I want to level up or, or whatever. And the more you kind of move through those mechanics, they become a lot more easy and like easy to understand what you're doing and how many you know like quibble blops you have to buy the new purple bloobs that to get the you know shard shard to buy the thing and like like it's like figuring out those systems is a little ridiculous because there's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark there's twelve to fifteen different economies in the game is you're, that
0: yeah you're probably right there's a <laughs> like... lot there's a lot I play every day too and I still don't hundred percent understand what blitz orbs are or orb shards or like (laughs) yeah it's really dense and kind of crazy but i think it's the kind of thing that after like playing for four months you'll know exactly what those damn things are you know right and they do that on purpose they just they want to make you feel like you're getting something all the time even if you don't know what the heck that something is (laughs) yeah
1: exactly exactly so i think i think that like you know the the qualms are just that like it's very dense in certain areas and then a little repetitive in others, but it is that kind of game. It is a grindy, you know, it would be the equivalent of like playing a card game and getting, having a deck that's got 10 really super special cards and then 60 that are just kind of your everyday cards. And you're going to get mostly, you're going to get those 60 cards, you know, like, and then the other 10 will come up and you're like, oh yeah, I got that cool card, you know, or whatever. So uh, I'm really enjoying it though. I, I who, who do you have special-wise unlocked? at this point because uh, everybody starts out with the same set i think right? right spider-man luke uh the medic uh what else do you start with
0: uh you can get daredevil if you link your facebook account so i used him for a oh i haven't time. done that yet you should do it no. you get him at three stars and that's really good my main oh, cool. my main team right now for like uh like blitz raids and raids and stuff like that is mm-hmm. uh quake uh who's cool. really good for like aoe and stuff she's great uh, I have Hulk. Uh, Jesus. What level get? are you? I'm level 57.
1: Uh, okay. I'm 37. I think
0: uh, Hulk, you just get, he unlocks naturally just from like, playing. Yeah, yeah. you get like different achievements and eventually he unlocks at, I think four stars. So he comes in pretty strong.
1: And I did um, notice that. I noticed that he, that he's one that you're just like gaining as you go. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like they're just going to give you Hulk at some point. Right, you to, like, yeah. run, once run, you get time. him,
0: he's like, he's a really, really solid tank. Um, so I would say Hulk, I, I did get Wolverine. So I use him cause he like doesn't die, which is perfect for Wolverine and, uh, Gamora and Nebula as like DPS. And, uh, they're cool. really, really fun. Uh, Gamora kind of, she, once she kills an enemy, she gets her whole turn meter back so she can just keep killing and getting her turn meter back. And Nebula generates like dodge counters. So she, once you, you, once you get these dodge counters, you basically can't hit her. So the whole basis of that team is just to try and make yourself, uh, you know, kind of unhittable, unkillable. You have a lot of, like, characters that last a really long time. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, that's the thing I like about these games is you kind of, as you progress, there's a lot of different layers and strategy to it. But you're right, like, at its core, like, each character only gets three or four different moves. So it's not like you know, you have a ton of different things to do in every turn. It's just kind of, I guess how you stack your deck that makes it interesting. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's really great if you like Marvel stuff and if you like turn-based strategy, I definitely say check it out. Uh, it's available now. It's for free. If
1: you, yeah, I mean, I haven't spent any money on it. I don't know if you have, but, uh, but yeah, you can play for free and it's just a slower grind. Um, and then you can, you know, buy your blizzle blaps to, upgrade your Dorts, and
0: I have not spent money yet but I wished I had uh yeah the, the week that it came out they had a Captain America bundle oh yeah and he's like impossible to get in the game yeah. uh and it was like 10 bucks and you got like a three or four star Captain America I'm like okay I wish I would have spent 10 bucks on that <laughs> because I can't get this character and he's <laughs> yeah fantastic so um so anyway let's talk about the switch which I do not have sure. which you do have
1: So I picked up a Switch uh, a couple weeks ago, and I picked it up with Mario Odyssey. It's a thing I've been talking about since, I think, October, and have been putting off for different reasons. Um, And the first thing I wanted to say is that uh, I'd like to remove my foot from my mouth and say that the Switch is a wonderful console that plays really well, (laughs) looks really nice, (laughs) and is great on the move, mobily. Like, uh, I played it and not my iPad while I was on the airplane, and... Uh, you have the full friggin' Mario experience while you're sitting on an airplane with a tablet in front of you, and uh, it's awesome. It's a really joy to play. Honestly, it was it was really cool. So um, this isn't gonna be a full review or anything. Everybody out there probably already has a Switch and was rolling their eyes at me every time I was like, I don't understand what this is for. Um, it's one of those machines that sits in in a spot where you're like, oh, it's just a really fun console with with a fun game on it. I so I was never a big Nintendo kid. I never really was super into too many Nintendo games, but you forget after not playing them for a little while just how fun Nintendo games are and like how polished and easy to play they are and how like just well made you know at the end of the day like Nintendo is Nintendo for a reason and I think it's easy to right. forget when you when you haven't played too many first level Nintendo t- Nintendo games in a while um, but uh but yeah so the minor qualms I would have with the with the switch are the the um the controllers that which I just blanked on with the joy cons that's, yes. that's what they're called are a little weird. They're a little unwieldy by themselves. So when you pull them off the tablet that you can use them, it's totally fine. but they're really kind of thin and small and they fit a little weird in like adult hands. They're not perfect. It's not the most comfortable controller I've ever used in my life. When I'm at home, I often play it with them docked into the like little docking controller that kind of fakes a pro controller. Uh, and that works pretty well. I could see myself buying a pro controller sooner than later though um, just for day to day playing on the TV Uh, the dock works awesome the tablet looks and works really great I got about three to four hours of charge on it so I played on an airplane for about two to three hours and then I played for another about 45 when I was at my parents house that's awesome and it it started to go so you get about three to four hours playing uh, Mario on it before it it starts to go on its own and then it just charges over USB-C which is the same thing my phone takes so it makes that super easy um the dock works really well docks very nicely sits very solidly in the dock i have it like just sitting sideways underneath my tv you wouldn't even know it's there uh and it looks great on the tv and i've got a big 4k tv so it's it's upscaling onto the 4k but it still looks uh looks pretty good there are moments where you're like oh you it's not as sharp as an xbox one s or or an x for sure or a ps4 i'm sure but um you know when you're playing i'm not playing uh graphically crazy games at this point i'm playing mario which is looks like a mario game right um beyond that uh yeah it's just a it's been a real joy i've literally enjoyed playing it and i'm sorry that i ever spoke ill of this console which is super fun to play and I would I, actually I say I recommend fault.
0: it to anybody it's not your fault though because the marketing yeah. for this was like it made it look like it was going to be garbage
1: oh yeah <laughs> I mean and like you know it was no offense, poorly but, relayed for sure yeah. like what it was
0: yeah yeah I, I just I don't know I and I think their track record you know over the past few years prior prior <laughs> to the release of this was people were get kind of a little tired of of some of the ideas that they had but I'm really I'm I'm really happy that this turned out the way that it did. And I'm definitely gonna pick one up uh, sooner rather than later. So
1: Yeah, my, my impetus to picking it up was I have I had a trip back to Florida where I saw you. I've got another trip next week where I'm in I'm gonna be at WWDC DC for Apple's convention for the week. Um, and then and then I have another trip after that for Comic Con. So it was like three trips in kind of quick succession and and uh, I was like, you know, I had a coupon. I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to to something fun. So I uh, picked it up with Mario. I would 100% recommend Mario, even with kind of open world fatigue. This game is is so good and like so much fun. And the narrative around why your hat can control things is super dumb and fun. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's one of those games that I feel like. You know, I know we're not the same person, but I can't play heavy games for super long periods of time. You know, like if it's a super heavy, like dark game, I can play for a few hours and then I kind of have to put the game down. I'm, I'm not, I can't marathon for like, you know, six hours or eight hours anymore. Right. right. Um, and this game is like, I get lost in playing it every once in a while. I'm just like, oh my God, I've been playing for four hours. I should turn this thing off. But, um, but yeah, so anyways, I just wanted to do a quick note on the fact that I picked up a switch. Picked it up with Mario. Highly recommend both things, uh, especially if you travel a bunch, and even if you don't, it docks so nicely into the TV, and you can just sit there and play. And if you know Melissa wants to watch TV, I can pick up and play Mario if I want, and not bother her at all. So, it's a pretty cool device. And uh, I just heard they announced two Pokemon games coming out. And I was like, you know what? I might buy a freaking Pokemon game. I the haven't played yeah. one of those in forever. So good stuff. So it's cool. Pick it up. Look for it if you if you were like me let me call your fears as well. It's a fun, fun, fun thing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well that, uh, that's the, the end of the show. We did it. We managed Sweet. to record something. We did. Uh, <laughs> it's getting hard these days. So, uh, as always, it you guys, harder, too. I know, right. As <laughs> always, you guys can find us on social media and that's uh, on Twitter at nerd appropriate. We have Facebook, which is slash nerd appropriate. Uh, we've been streaming a little bit here and there on Twitch TV slash nerd appropriate as well. So please give us a follow there and say hi to us when we go live. We may even do a live show one of these days when we figure all that stuff out. I think we will. Which will be fun. I think that'll be great. And uh, we just booked our pax hotels which is a ways away in the uh, yeah. first week of september but hey why not announce that we're going to be at pax running around so uh, yeah we've got our stuff booked there so come say hi to us at pax west and, be your uh, chance to
1: see scotty again too oh
0: uh, yeah that's true and also uh before before pax is comic-con which is in july oh geez yeah. so yeah so we'll be at comic-con as well so say hi to us at san diego comic-con uh and thanks for listening we'll be back hopefully next week with a brand new episode
1: Sounds good. All right. See Bye. ya. Bye. all right welcome to rated na the web what nope let's try one more time